This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Greetings, loved ones. Let's take a journey. The Roundup on Joy 94.9. From the nitty to the gritty. For a fault to develop two years after the aircraft actually enters service, it's almost guaranteed to be a manufacturing fault. The outright political... You can't pay your respects to somebody that has left down a coal mine. The frightfully bizarre... I would tell George Bush I didn't have the grounds to call him a racist. And everything in between. I'm not lesbian. I'm not even kinda lesbian. You're listening to Joy 94.9 and this is The Roundup. Yes, hello and welcome to your weekly dose of opinionated news current affairs and gossip, The Roundup, on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. Of course, it's Joy 94.9, and I'm Ali Palatier, and with me, as always, is the ineffable Michael Pinterbonner. How are you, Mike? I'm great. I don't know what that word means. Uh, it just means pretty good. Oh, thank you. Mm. On tonight's show, uh, we're talking to an ex-X Factor finalist from last year, and uh, we'll be talking Australian citizenship testing. Thanks, Ali. But first, a news and current affairs wrap on The Roundup, and Jamaican reggae singer Mr Major P has released the world's first pro-gay reggae album. The album's called Tolerance and includes 11 songs supporting same-sex marriage and adoption. The lead single, called Gay Bullying, talks about just that and preaches a message of anti-homophobia. It's been confirmed that human remains found on the Sunshine Coast belong to missing teenager Daniel McCorby. Police made the revelations this morning after keeping tight-lipped about the investigation. Daniel's family held a press conference at midday today, during which they pleaded for privacy and understanding. Good news for New Yorkers. They've been spared the worst of tropical cyclone Irene, but they're not out of the woods just yet. The cyclone which brought the streets of New York to a standstill has already claimed 11 lives in North America, but the full damage report hasn't been calculated. And the MTV Awards have wrapped up in LA with Katy Perry taking home this year's top gong for the video to her hit song Firework. Other winners include Britney Spears and Lady Gaga, who performed as her male alter ego. That's the news and current affairs wrap back to you ellie hey mike yes i've been reading the newspaper recently and you know i absolutely love the odd spot in the age you are an odd spot in the age oh darling i don't even know what to say to that this is technology gone mad there was a bridesmaid wasn't able to attend her best friend's wedding in denver colorado so she appeared virtually on an ipad fantastic yeah i really love that she was uh 2,500 kilometres away, but the groomsman walked her down the aisle holding the iPad that was connected to her webcam. That's really sweet. It's kind of sweet, but kind of crazy and a little bit creepy as well, right? I don't think it's creepy at all. I think it'll be a great ad for the National Broadband Network, though. (laughs) Here's a reason why we should have broadband and, you know, advanced sort of data speeds and all that sort of rigmarole. Yeah, I reckon we'll see that ad on TV fairly soon. And you oh, know like- what else? There's a man in Phoenix, Arizona, who stole several, several baby albino boa constrictors from a pet store. Okay. Guess how he got them out of the store? I don't know. Okay, these are albino boa constrictors. He stuffed them down his shorts, Mike. Oh, all 
awkward. Yeah, he was arrested after he was caught on CCTV. And there was a snake in his pants. One or two, <laughs> three or four, or maybe three or four. even more. Yeah. You are listening to The Roundup on Joy 94.9. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Australian Citizenship Test. It is back in the news after being out of the news for about four years. The most diverse sound for the most diverse crowd. Joy 94.9. You're on the roundup with Ali and Michael. A big shout out to all of our Canadian listeners. And don't forget, you can visit us on Facebook. Visit facebook.com forward slash the roundup on, um, yeah, forward slash the roundup on Facebook. Or you can give us a call um, or SMS us on 0427 Joy 949 or email us on air at joy.org.au. Or, of course, if you'd like to speak to the lovely Robert, you can phone him on 1300 Joy 949 Okay, so you may be wondering why are we playing the Australian National Anthem on the Roundup? It's a good question. And the reason for it is because the Australian citizenship test has come back into the media. Now, this was really big in 2007 when talks around actually introducing a citizenship test were happening. Well, it did happen. And sort of four years down the track, the number of migrants from non-English speaking backgrounds who are applying for the test sit at just 9,043 for the last financial year. What they were actually expecting in terms of applications of migrants from non-English speaking backgrounds was about 30,000 applications. So we are just a third of people are applying for it. That's crazy, Mike. So does that mean that this citizenship test, that like the new requirements of the citizenship test, because there's always been one, represent an artificial barrier to community inclusion or like just a barrier at all? Or is it reflective of our community expectations? So specifically with the English language requirements? Yeah, let's break it down a little bit. So citizenship testing, what happens is you get tested on your sort of Australian values and how you relate to them. So obviously, you know, that's things like, you know, getting up and going to work each day, you know, the right to vote and things like that. So they test your values and what sort of values you've got. They also test your ability to speak in English and read and write in English. And the thing that changed in 2007 was that we went from just being able to speak and have a conversation in English, a reasonable one, to actually being able to read and write this test, even though it is multiple choice, that is all in English. Does that mean it's a barrier to being included? I think that it actually is in some ways, because if you can't speak English to the correct level then obviously you're not going to be able to pass the test and therefore become a citizen. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, that depends upon who you speak to. For me, personally, I think it's actually a bad thing. Well, uh, I think you should definitely be able to... I mean, you should definitely have to be able to speak English. If you want to become a citizen of this country, I reckon you... You know, you're doing yourself a disfavour by not at least speaking the language well enough to be independent in the community. Because if you're independent, you can go to the shops on your own, you can get in a taxi, you can catch public transport, ask for directions, you can participate in education and employment. 
Um, and all of those things are really important to Australian culture and also just to being able to kind of live well in this country. But I certainly think, probably agree with you, that to ask people to be able to write English to a high standard, you know, some of the some people who are applying for citizenship have only been here for four or five years. You know, it takes a really long time to be able to write the English language well. Um, and that's not really necessary, I suppose. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're right. It is only four years. You need to be in this country for four years on a permanent residency visa before you can apply for citizenship. And it can take a lot longer to learn the English language. Now, some people are saying that the previous citizenship test was not broken and we shouldn't have fixed it. Fixed it. One of those people was the Ethnic Communities Council. Have a listen to this. Australia has had a system that has worked extraordinarily well. Millions of people have become citizens over the last 40 years with a test that was already in place. Absolutely millions of people, isn't it, Ali? Yeah, it's six million people. Uh, Six million migrants have come to Australia since 1945. So that's 25% of the population of Australia are migrants and 22.8% of the population was born overseas. I think that's like... When you're talking about what is an Australian culture, I think you've got to look at that and go, holy Batman, but Jesus... 25% of our population come from somewhere else. Absolutely. So, I mean, that 25% and, you know, thank God that that 25% is there because my surname is Pinterbonna. It's not Smith. I would not be here if, you know, my grandparents were asked to sit a test that determined their eligibility to live in this country permanently where they had to speak English. It's almost like, and I'm going to be controversial, it's almost like the white Australian policy where you had to sit there and answer questions based upon... English language, and if you got it right in English, they could go through any European language that they wanted to until they got you got you out. So it's not as bad as that. I'm not saying that, but it's an unnecessary barrier, and I don't think it's fair. It's not particularly easy. Let us know what you think. SMS 0427 JOY949 or email onair at joy.org.au. And we'll find out what you think next on The Roundup. Your voice, your radio station. JOY 94.9. Our line is open for your feedback. Call 1300-JOY-949. JOY 94.9 can't fly you to the moon and back, but we are giving you the chance to buy some real estate there. JOY is going to be the first radio station on the moon, believe it or not, located in the Bay of Rainbows, and you can own the property right next door. Yes, that's right. You'll be on the moon next to JOY. This very special JOY fundraiser auction is now open, so put your bid in today. Just call 1300-JOY-949 or email onair at joy.org.au. The proud owner will receive a framed certificate of ownership for the property, plus you'll be supporting Joy too. So get your bid in now. You are listening to The Roundup on Joy 94.9. We're talking about the citizenship test and the English language requirement. A lot of people have said that having it in there has stopped people from non-English speaking backgrounds and actually applying to become citizens of this country. Other people have said this about the test though. A lot easier than I thought. My head was just crammed with dates in it. If you want to fully integrate in the country, you should know some basic things. Bit of the history, colours of the original flag but yeah there are questions in there that I think some guys in Canberra won't won't be able to answer. Now can I just say that every single person that commented on the test then positively came from an English speaking country so there was a South African there was an Irishman I think there was an Englishman at the beginning they were all English speakers. 
Yeah, look, I think it's really interesting. We've had some feedback. Wally says that it's great news and the, uh, that uh, people, the government should make the test harder. You only need to read the recent government reports on migrants to see the burden they are on the economy. We're approaching being the fourth largest donor also in the world, so it's time to toughen up. Well, thanks, Wally. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Erin from St Kilda says, thanks for posting the sample questions on your Facebook page. I reckon I'd fail the test. Uh, and I think that's worthwhile noting. I had a look at one of the... Um, the sample tests and there are questions like so this is not talking about the English language but just generally speaking the questions um, that kind of measure your Australian support of Australian values and whether you're you know part of Australian kind of support the Australian way of life and the questions are like what's the national flower how long have indigenous people lived in Australia who was the first prime minister of Australia what wars did Australian soldiers fight in and what's Australia's biggest river system like I'm sorry. I I wouldn't. I honestly. Some Murray wouldn't. Darling Basin. Hello. <laughs> you looked at the answer. No, no, I knew that one. <laughs> I actually knew that one. Let us know your thoughts. Zero four two seven joy nine four nine. We'll find out what you think all the way through tonight's show. You've got to stick around to find out your thoughts next. Have your say. SMS 0427 JOY 949. And that last song was So Pretend by Buckley Ward. You're listening to The Roundup on JOY 94.9. Let us know your thoughts on 0427 JOY 949. We are talking about the Australian Citizenship Test. It's back in the media because people who don't speak English as a first language are no longer applying to become citizens of this country. We've had some great feedback. We have indeed. Uh, Peter from Carlton says uh, a certain level of English is required, but not at IELTS. Is that I-E-L-T-S test? level required. If that was the test, then half the Australian citizens wouldn't be here. So the IELTS is actually, it's what it is, is it's the test that they put in place for people that are going into skilled occupations or people that want to study at university at a high level. And it's a hard, hard test. I've read it myself. It's pretty tough to do. Yeah. I think it's worth noting, though, that if you fail the citizenship test when you go for it, you can be asked to leave the country. So no wonder people are not um, going for it if they fear failing because of their English language spoken and written English language skills. They don't want to get kicked out, so they'd rather just not become citizens. Which goes back to our original point that it's a false barrier to <laughs> inclusion in the Australian community. Keep your thoughts coming in. 0427-JOY-949. It's gossip time on the roundup. Celebs are bad. They'll be found out. Anastasia and the crew will tell you what they did do. Madonna's bad. Britney's sad. Lady Gaga's wearing a bag. It's gossip time. Gotta go. Gotta get on. Gossip time with the show. Gossip time. It's gossip time. It is gossip time, and that. Oh, that rap always makes me smile because Michael raps along to his own rap. That's right. Yeah. In more language news, the 2011 Concise Oxford English Dictionary has just announced their new word editions. And according to 9MSN, some fashion vernacular made the cut. Some fashion vernacular. Indeed. So Borat's one-piece bathing garment for men has entered the common lingo. The mankini is now in the dictionary. (gasps) Is this the end of civilization as we know it, Mike? Does this mean we're going to see it on the beach this summer? I certainly hope not. 
Yeah. Okay. Moving on. What would you call a pair of leggings made from denim fabric? The OED defines tight-fitting stretch trousers for women as jeggings. Right. I don't so know what that is. It's a cross between jeans and leggings. Ugh. Well, you know. Oh, I've seen that. Leggings are not trousers, ladies. Leggings are not trousers and Ugg boots are not outerwear for the street. They're slippers. There you go. Just thought I'd put that Ali out Palatier, there. Ali fashionista. Yeah. And not to be outdone, meggings. What do you think they are? Man leggings. Yes, we're talking leggings worn by a man and Who not a wears woman. Meggings? Oh dear. I don't know. If you wear meggings, let us know. Uh, 0427 Joy949. Send us a picture even. I'm sure you can do Please that. Please don't. And what about this one? The dracket. Oh, the Yes. I don't know. Alexander Wang introduced us to the combination of a dress and a jacket, and considering that he's one of the hottest young designers right now, uh, they're putting the word dracket out there. Sorry, that sounds like a poncho to me. <laughs> or a moo-moo. Yeah, okay, this is a bit of a mean one, but surely there's a time and a place to point out when someone has undefined ankles? <gasps> Cankles. Oh, that... Mm, surely, yeah. surely. Okay, it's still in fashion news, Nicki Minaj... Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. She's outdone herself on the red carpet at this year's MTV VMAs by wearing a curious origami-esque creation that looked like the missing link between a hurricane and Toys R Us. (laughs) (laughs) I think Lady Gaga would be proud. And if you want to see that, jump on our Facebook page. Uh, It's the Roundup on Facebook, um, you know, sometime after the show or in the next 20 minutes or so, and I'll pop a picture of that on there. It's insane. There is just so much stuff going on, and there's this weird thing coming out of her, like, trail of dolls and babies that looks like she could be giving birth to it. Right. Yep, down the red carpet. Speaking of red carpets, Michael, there is no better time to drop a bomb than on one. Okay. Yeah, and Beyonce Knowles has done just that. Did she fart? No, she didn't drop that sort of a bomb. (laughs) According to an MTV tweet, the singer has just announced that she's... Pregnant. Oh, really? Yep. It's their first child for her and hubby hip-hop star Jay-Z, and we wish them all the best. Oh, Oh, I know. Will it be a baby boy? That's a Beyonce reference at home. Ali doesn't get it. No. Yeah, Baby Boy Did was one of the her really of, good songs. The blank look passed across oh, my face. You're so not a gay man. Uh, I'm definitely not a gay man. And moving along, uh, touching base back on the J-Lo, Mark Anthony kind of debacle, mm. uh, including the Pinkett Smith clan, J-Lo couldn't ignore the headlines winging their way around the world about her estranged hubby, Mark Anthony, this week. For years, she's tried to deny or at least turned a blind eye to rumours about Mark's uh, flirting. But now for the first time, she and millions of other people can see the claims in black and white. US magazine In Touch Weekly claims that J-Lo and Mark's marriage imploded after he had an alleged affair with actor Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So you're wondering... What about the Pinkett Smith clan? If Mark's had an affair with Jada, what's going on? Well, Will is said to have discovered the affair after walking in on his wife and Mark at one of their homes in California, and the Smith's 13-year marriage is now also floundering as a result, according to the magazine report. This sounds a lot like new idea to me. Mm, what magazine was it in? In Touch Weekly. Oh. In yeah. the US. Need we say more? Hmm, I Quality don't know. journalism. Anyway, and in follow-up gossip, more follow-up gossip from last week, and make sure you're sitting down for this horrifying revelation. Are you ready for it? Okay, here it is. Shocking evidence has emerged that proves reality TV isn't real. Really? Go on. Take a moment to compose yourself. And are what's you, the Are you composed? I'm composed. What's the <laughs> All right. In the inexplicably famous reality TV star Kim Kardashian recently married her boyfriend Chris Humphreys, 
And of course they were. The cameras were all over it. And we talked about this last week about how much money they were going to get for it. Well, TMZ claims they have since obtained an audio recording proving some events at the wedding were, are you ready for it? What? Staged. Staged? Yeah. Again. Mike, if reality TV isn't real, it's making me wonder what else isn't real. It's all in your mind, Ellie. Reality ourself? Itself? I don't know. I'm... My faith in the world is shattered. Now, can I butt in with some Britney Spears gossip? Please. Please, listen to this. I love Britney Spears. Yeah. Bit of Britney gossip. She's hot. I don't know. You know, Gaga's my girl, but, you know, Britney's, you know, she's, she's Britney Spears. Now, who on earth is that? I don't know. Who is that? Okay, now, I don't know who that is. I think that this person has gone nuts. It's Lady Gaga. Dressed up as her alter ego, Joe, somebody whose surname I can't Calderone. Say. Yeah. Ah, she looked so hot. And she's, oh, God. And, <laughs> and, 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 and she's being asked if she would do Britney Spears. And I had to beep out or cut out all of the F words in that statement. And then the next bit, she talks about how she dreams about Britney in particular positions. Well, don't you, Mike? I no. thought Britney was your wife. No. Okay. Listen. You know, you know you're on tough times when you're a star who has to charge fans for a signature, right? That's pretty bad. Lindsay Lohan. No. Oh wow. Hayden Panettiere. Who? She's there. <laughs> well, she was um she was at a Fan Expo uh, Canada convention. It's a four day event for fans of horror movies, sci fi, and other random stuff. Yeah. She was charging groupies thirty bucks to scribble her name on paper. Want a photo too? Uh, that'll be forty five bucks. Thanks, love. That's quite cheap, actually. Come yeah. on. 45, 45 bucks, bucks for a photo of a semi-star. Look, Hayden's been uh, without a regular TV gig since Heroes was canned last year. Um, I don't think she's a washed-up old soul just yet. She's 22 years old. She appeared in Scream 4 earlier this year and is uh, going to appear in a drama uh, Carmel next year. Times certainly aren't booming, though, I guess. Um, okay, and look, just in case you've missed him, it's Bieber a while. We thought you'd like some Justin Bieber news. <laughs> Um, I thought he pretty much had it all, but now he's even got a street to his name, thanks to some kid in the deep south of the USA. 11-year-old Carolina Gonzalez won a mare for a day contest in her hometown of Forney, Texas. So the very first thing this feverish crazed tween did as mare was name a street in her town after her idol, Justin Bieber Way, as you do. According to E! News, his, she said, I really like Justin Bieber. I like his music and I like him. And not only does he have a street named after him, but he's rolling in dough. The 17-year-old singer has been named the richest teen in the world, topping a poll of rich teen stars. He pulls in as sweet as 53 million US per year. I'll just let that sink in for a second. Mm. 53 million a year. Next up on the list was Miley Cyrus, who cashed a comfy 48 mil. Uh, Nick Jonas, uh, 12.5 mil. Will Smith's kiddies, uh, Jaden and Willow Smith, 9 million each. They might need it. And that is it for the gossip this week. Coming up next, we are going to be talking to an XX Factor top 10 finalist. Got to stick around for that chat next. You are listening to The Roundup on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station. It's Joy 94.9. And you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Roundup on Joy, or you can email us on air at joy.org.au or SMS 0427 Joy 949 and let us know what you reckon about anything we're talking about tonight. 
like lots of people have. Now, our next topic. I might be doing a bit of radio suicide here, but The X Factor is back on Australian television sets tonight and our next guest is an XX Factor finalist. If you don't remember James, have a listen to this. James McNally, welcome to the Roundup. Good evening, guys. How are you going? Great. What a fantastic voice. Now, The X Factor oh, is back on Australian yes. television stations, channels. Wow, Channel 7. I've been watching it for the last hour. And it's good, bad or ugly, is this series going to live up to all the hype? They're saying it's better, sexier, scarier, blah, 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 blah. Do you reckon it's actually going to work? Because I'm a tiny, incy-wincy little bit older, I come from the foundation of singing in tune is actually what a singer is. You learn the notes first, so I haven't seen a singer sing in tune yet, and that's in the first hour. Sorry. Controversial there. Got to call it like it is. I mean, I'm, I have actually checked my contract as well so that I can say this. I'm allowed to say this. So. <laughs> that's great. Um, I'm, I'm really disappointed, actually. Oh, that's um, lots of lovely stories, though. You remember I wore my T-shirt. I don't have a soft story. So mm-hmm. lots of lovely um, stories about things. But especially for you guys, I do know of someone who is in the competition who is really going to fascinate over the next couple of weeks and will definitely be on your radio show soon and is a phenomenal artist. Okay, you've got us hooked. Why are they phenomenal? Well, no, I don't want you to watch the show. I want you to love this person. <laughs> okay, okay. We will we will love this person. Now, James, they're talking about the judging panel being, you know, the next best thing, and they're also saying that it's been opened up to 14-year-olds. Can yeah. I be really evil now and remind you of something not so pretty last year? This? Yeah. I still hate you for no reason. What was that? <laughs> was great, but it's just, I just don't like you. That was uh, Kyle Sanderlands saying he just doesn't like you. So um, given, the, that, the, given that there's going to be 14-year-olds on, like, I want to know from you, what did that feel like to hear that when it happened? And what do you think about, you know, if there's going to be kids as young as 14 on there, how are they going to handle that themselves? Well, I'll give you the juicy goss first, because I know you love the goss. We love goss. We do. And I heard you talk about leggings just before, and I've been watching the equivalent of leggings as singers just for the last <laughs> hour. But I will give you, um, I know... Five people in the top 12, and the age range is definitely 14 to uh, over 40. Oh, really? So we've yeah, got some so it's even wider than last year. Are they going to be, you know, rip-offs of Justin, of Justin Bieber and then that Jack Vision guy, or are they actually unique? Not really. They're just all over the shop. However, in relation to your question that you just asked, um, Kyle off-screen, fantastic person, um, very welcoming um, the person that I was styled as, as on the show, I just said, put anything on me, I don't give a crap, it's all about my voice. It was probably my biggest mistake. And so they dressed me like a grandpa. And I'm cool with that because I don't dress like that normally. Yeah, is that in your contract to say that Kyle's nice? <laughs> Ellie? No, he's, 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 a, he's brilliant. He's just awesome off camera, brilliant on camera. Um, I'm sorry, I'm allowed to say this because it is community radio. Is it still community radio? We are still community. Money now? No. Oh, you're no. still okay. Good. Um, <laughs> but I know I'm. I'm allowed to say this because, yeah. I mean, if I gave you Michael four million dollars, would you say whatever you were told to say? 
Probably, yes. Exactly. I'll be honest. I probably Then would. I have nothing more to say, so there's your answer. <laughs> there you go. Cool. So speaking of like behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, uh-huh. what's it actually like behind the scenes there? Are you all living in a big house together? Who feeds you? Are you allowed I to go to the supermarket to get toothpaste? Like Absolutely, 100%. If they'd filmed us behind the scenes last year, they would have had a top-rating show that would have beaten Junior MasterChef. Well, there you go. Um, Is that because you're better cooks? Yeah, well, the stuff that happened... I was living in a house with Altian. Oh, yeah. And him. But he was in a cave, James. He was in a cave for part of it. I'm not going to talk about that because... But I will say it it would have been fascinating television, 100%. It was more exciting the stuff I told all of my friends that was going on behind the scenes as opposed to what was on TV. Fair enough. Now, James, just wrapping us up here on the Roundup, tell us, what are you doing now? What is the next step in your journey? Currently, well, we're doing a gig, um, which is a couple of XX Factor people, myself, Sally Chatfield, Amanda Grafenakis, Max Jofa, we're all singing at the Greyhound. Oh, really? In about four weeks' time. Oh. Um, me, personally, I've just written a song. I've written a song for Amanda. Um, I've written a dance song, which is probably going to be released through One Love. I'm very excited about that. Very exciting. And... Um, yeah, it's, it's all going gangbusters. But I just love being back in the industry again and not... Fantastic. Thank you so <laughs> not much. Not on something that's infotainment. Thank you very much for joining us on The Roundup. James McNally, wonderful to speak to you and hear all the news about The X Factor.
West Coast. These are the girls I love the most. I mean the ones, I mean like she's the one. Kiss her, touch her, squeeze her bones. The girl's afraid she drive a Jeep and live on the beach. I'm okay, I won't play, I love the bait, just like I love LA, Venice Beach, and Palm Springs, summertime is everything, homeboys, banging out, all that ass, hanging out, bikinis, zucchinis, martinis, no weenies, just the king and the queenie, Katie, my lady, look at here, baby, I'm all up on you, cause you representing California. It's our Roundup intro tune. Katy Perry, California Girls. I love that song. Me too, right? You're on Joy 94.9 with the Roundup. When you think glitz and glamour, think Melbourne's new premier gay formal. Think the Lucille Ball. With entertainment by Dolly Diamond, Luke Gallagher and the Big Band, Kesara, DJ Steve Hall and more. Plus three-course meal with beer, wine and soft drinks included. With proceeds supporting the Royal Children's Hospital and Joy 94.9, the Lucille Ball, San Remo Ballroom, Carlton. Saturday, September 24. For more info, email thelucilleball at hotmail.com. You are on the Roundup on Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Give us a call. Let us know what you think. Ruin our uh, Rob the Phone Guy's game of Pac-Man. Call us on 1300 Joy 949 or, of course, you can email on air at joy.org.au and let us know what you think. Now, we were just talking to the XX Factor finalist, James McKelly. James, it was such a great interview and he gave us a lot of juicy tidbits there on what he thought of X Factor, what he thought of the talent, and it wasn't all roses, which I thought was very interesting there and it got me thinking about reality tv in general is reality tv crap tv or is it a reflection of reality well you know there's a lot to be said for reality tv because it does show an aspect of reality but you know there's not a lot of washing cleaning or bill paying in any of them is there that's very true ali yeah very so, true. or working in most of them either yeah no, not much working either. Normally people are either like stuck in a house together or in a studio together or like on some crazy island somewhere where miraculously those ones where they're like cast away or like, you know, surviving somewhere, you never see the women with hairy armpits or hairy legs. So how much reality is there in that if they're not supposed to have any luxuries and yet somehow they all still look absolutely beautiful and have their eyebrows perfectly plucked? Yeah, I really don't notice the leg hair at all, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. But it is a very good question. And the next logical question is, is if it's crap TV, why is it so successful? And now, obviously, I'm not an expert in this, but a two-time Academy Award winner who used to make documentaries is kind of an expert in that. This is what he had to say. Last season's Thursday night version, Dancing with the Stars, um, a 30-second commercial on Dancing with the Stars, got $229,000, while Friday Night Lights in the same time slot was able to charge half that. The hit show Grey's Anatomy charges $450,000 per commercial. 
while American Idol reaps 750,000 per commercial. And as the finale approaches, they get about a million per commercial. I think that may answer why it's such a successful model, because it's so profitable. I know. Well, last Sunday night's final instalment of The Block rated absolutely through the roof, even though it was tragically boring. Like... (laughs) After months and months of build-up and all of this stuff going on and more than three, people, three, three million people watching, only one of the houses actually sold. Yeah, it was a particularly boring episode, although the guy with the pink suit was kind of interesting. Yeah, he, and his, he had a woman with him also mm. wearing all pink. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't buy anything. But like, if that's the only interesting thing we've got to say about the show, Mike, you know... Well, there was that engagement. But anyway, the point is, is that, you know, yes, it is a format that really does lend itself to not particularly entertaining storytelling if it's not done well, which unfortunately you do get a lot of that. Let us know your thoughts. 0427JOY949. Are you with James and Ali and myself who think that, you know, if reality TV is done well... It's great, but if it's not, it's not. Or you're on the other side of the fence that you love it, whatever it is. You're a Heidi Montag fan? This is Ruby Rose and you're listening to The Roundup on Joy 94.9. Thank you, Ruby Rose. That's right. You are listening to The Roundup on Joy 94.9 with Ali and Michael tonight. We have had a very big show. We've spoken to James McGally. He used to be an X Factor X top 10 finalist. And we also talked about the Australian citizenship test. There are calls to actually do away with the test because of... It creates a false barrier to community because you have to speak English to pass it, basically. Well, you have to be able to write English to pass it at the moment. You have to be able to speak basic English and know a little bit about your country. And it's generated so much feedback. So uh, we've had um, a text message in with no name. I think it's criminal that people who have lived here for years and years can be deported just because they can't write English. Uh, Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with that. Um, I think that's bad English. Can't write English. can't Can't write in English? Anyway, keep going. Uh, Okay. Picky. Mark (laughs) says, um, translate all the questions into different languages, just like the RTA road test. Basic spoken English test is hard for someone who doesn't speak English. We are looking for basic knowledge about Australia, not an English test. Very true. Mm, Very true. Lee says, if everyone was meant to pass, why waste taxpayer money on any form of testing, written or otherwise? That's true. But I think the thing behind the citizenship test is that it should be testing the values that you have and your commitment to the country, not your ability to speak the language of the country. That will come through the day-to-day rigours of living Mm. in a country that speaks English as a first language. Mm -hmm. But when you're sort of a new migrant to another country, you're going to be more worried about getting a job and finding a place to live and setting up bank accounts than, you know, sitting in TAFE classes after work learning how to speak English. It's just not practical. No, you're right. Miley says, hi, fact, there are people who sit in the backyard on Australia Day and are ask, what day is it today? Why is it a holiday? Uh, Miley thinks citizenship uh, testing might help them, although we might lose half our population if we did that. Um, And on a lighter note, and um, harking back to the gossip segment, Dan from Collingwood says runners wear meggings. Fair enough. Very true. Man's leggings. An interesting, interesting Australian history fact for those people that are living in Melbourne. I'm full of this useless information. (laughs) I hope you're full of something. Tomorrow is Melbourne Day. It was the day that Melbourne was first settled as a 
colony. And what are you doing for Melbourne Day, Mark? Well, I've You're going to go out and get a, co- uh, get a latte and a... And a Croissant or something? I don't know. It's not very Melbourneian. No, I don't know. I'm going to wear a lot of black and you know yeah, wear a lot of black and, and drink complain lots about of the weather. Com- yeah. <laughs> no, but interesting fact, and we're not having it as, as a day off. I think we're ripped off there. I think so too. So was that a roundup for a week? That's the roundup. That, that is, is the roundup round for another week. We're totally out of time. Thank you to everybody who messaged into us, and thank you to everyone whose messages we didn't get a chance to read out. We'll be back back next Monday at eight p.m. You can visit us on Facebook uh, for more opinionated current affairs throughout the week. We have to make way now for the Spirit Lounge. Uh, we'll see you next week. See you, we Mike. We will indeed have a great week, everybody. Find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.